Welcome back to Build and Tinker, a weekly podcast where I build a deck and Rush tinkers a deck. This week, we're going to talk about the tweaks made to the Pravra and Ikra Shadiki deck that we built about a month ago. But before that, how's your week been, Russ? It's been a really good week. Um, enjoying some sunshine, put in some pre-orders for Strixhaven, um, played a little bit of Magic, and um, generally been pretty good. How about yours? Yeah, pretty much the same. Really looking forward to Strixhaven. I, th- I think at the end of the show, we'll chat a bit about that. But yeah, really kind of excited to get in there and play some. I actually picked up quite a bit of Arena this week, just kind of <laughs> filling in those gaps. I've I avoided it, played it a lot when it first came out, and kind of uh, picked it up now. I think it's probably a good time, especially with it being on the iPad. That's kind of something that sucked me in. So I know you're a big Arena player too. Right, but I, I'm just glad it wasn't me that that caused the problem this time. <laughs> yeah, it definitely wasn't. Well, I, I do have another problem though. I did build four more decks uh, in the past seven days. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Uh, got the itch to build a deck and then built another deck and then built another deck and just kind of did that. And with all these new cards coming out this week, I'm going to have probably more decks to build pretty soon. Absolutely. Especially the next one for our show. Right, exactly. I got to get on that. That's something I need to start working on. But yeah, and until that happens, let's talk about uh, Prava and Ikra. So a quick overview of the deck. This was a partner deck. The idea being to get a bunch of tokens out, have them have some high toughness, and then when they deal damage to a player, Prava lets you gain life off of that. And that kind of gives you some some damage in, some protection there. Uh, I built the deck pretty quickly just to kind of get tokens on the board. And then after playing it a bit, Russ found some some pitfalls pretty quick. So where did you find kind of the first pitfall, Russ? What I found to be the largest problem with the deck is the fact that it's got Wraths, Wrath of God, Doomscar, Day of Judgment was another one. They're useless. Right. <laughs> I mean, this deck wants to go wide. There was never a situation where I wanted to wipe the board. Um, most of the time, the board wipes were coming from my opponents because they didn't like the state of my board. So I feel like this is a politic kind of item. Normally, you want a couple board wipes, but I just didn't see a reason to ever have one in this deck. What a problem was, however, were specific targets that this deck just couldn't get out of the way. So by targets, do you mean creatures? Obviously, player removal would be ideal, but creatures, enchantments, artifacts, like what about the targets got in the way of the deck? So one of the biggest problems was propaganda. The deck has a lot of tokens. They're not doing a lot of damage, and you're using all of your mana to generate more tokens. So trying to deal with another player with propaganda, and this came up in multiple games, couldn't get past propaganda. So there was a lot of wheeling and dealing that had to go on with other players that maybe that politics should, would have been more useful to me had I been able to, to get rid of that card. Another one was the artifact that increased the cost of spells, you know, different, <laughs> different things of that nature. So, right. and being able to knock out a key piece of someone else's, uh, on someone else's board to allow this, this deck to win. Never had any trouble gaining life, never had any trouble building boards and rebuilding boards. So it seemed like a lot of the games drug on because this deck wasn't able to open up the door to get in to do the damage. Right. So the removal would be less, I'll say creature removal probably because you're going so wide, a couple of creatures may not be too big of a deal, but it sounds like just anything that lets you get in for that damage to a player is where you want it to really be uh, on this deck. So what, what cards did you put in or were looking at putting in? 
Um, so we were looking at possibly like sundering growth, um, murder. I think we talked about maybe assassinate, naturalize some of the green and black ones. Black's just really good at getting rid of stuff. Right. Kind of maybe looking in those directions. I'm always a big fan of cards that do more than one thing. So looking for removal that's going to give me a choice or give me an option, like a charm or something of that nature, tends to be the kind of card that I want to add. So another pitfall with this deck is the fact that the damage wasn't really going anywhere. Went wide. Probably made my stuff... My, my creature's tough. I was able to go in without major fear of losing on blockers, but I wasn't really doing a lot of damage. When I had Eker out, I was gaining a lot of life, but again, I wasn't doing a lot of damage. So trying to figure out a way to make these tokens synergize with, with maybe a way to do more damage that I really looked into was looking at the concept of toughness matters, assigning our damage by our toughness rather than our power. I guess a bunch of one ones that are bumped up to two sixes, even five or six of those is just going to be 10 damage or so. A couple of those get blocked. You're not going in a lot. So you're going to gain a lot of life. But yeah, if you did toughness matters, you're wiping a player half their life out with three or four creatures at, with uh, Prava on board. Right. Which Prava comes out, my one ones are two five. So hitting for five, you know, essentially now they're five five swinging in. That's, that's a real threat. That's a real fast threat. Obviously, right. that's going to make you a bigger target. But again, if we manage to be in that stars align and our mana symbols are in the right place, we're going to end up with Ikra on the board, Prav on the board, doing major damage and gaining major life, which wasn't that hard to do to get both commanders out. The deck seems to ramp out pretty well, um, other than our classic disagreement of I like more basic lands than you do, but <laughs> yes, um, there were two games where I searched out of basics. Didn't have a problem ramping, didn't have a problem getting creatures on the board, had a problem finishing games. Ideal world, new state, you can go wide, you deal damage with the toughness. What happens when Prava gets off the board and you no longer have that plus one, plus four, and you, you are going in with a one, one, Sure, you're gaining life, but it's it's just one, right? It's basically a one-one right. lifelink soldier at that point, or something small. We we purposely didn't go big creature; we went small creature. So, any suggestions on that front? So, Prava's pretty cheap to cast. Um, Prava's a three, so Prava's relatively inexpensive. Another option would be, uh, I mean, it, just like any other token deck, there are anthems. Um, right. There are there are other cards besides Prava that are amping up the deck. And when I'm talking about toughness matters, I'm talking about maybe four, five cards because obviously there's not a lot of a lot of those cards. It's not like we can pack the deck with 15 of those and have a solid sub theme. I don't think adding in four or five of these is going to change the theme of the deck, but it is going to be able to create a punch. Like say for instance, uh Whatley, the Sun's Heart, she's a planeswalker. So if you have built your board, you're ready to go, you play her, she's going to create that immediate change in your board state and you're swinging in for damage. During the Siege Tower is a little more expensive, mana value-wise. Got to get used to right. saying mana value. Um, <laughs> then maybe like Belligerent Bronthodon, again, that's another high mana cost card. And then one that would be faster, that would, that would get it done pretty quick, is Assault Formation. Definitely. I feel like these are the cards that you're going to hold. Right, You're going to build your board. You're going to play this game as the way the deck was originally formatted. You're going to go wide. You're going to build a board state. You're going to get going. 
And then you're going to be able to plan out that moment when you play that card. This is a patient deck. This, 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 this set of commanders, you can't rush it. You have to be patient. You have to build your board state and you have to kind of gather the favor of the table um, because it's scary. Once your board state starts to go really wide, really fast, it can get scary. So what I was trying to do in a lot of games would be to hold off with Ikra Shiriki until I was ready to start swinging hard. And then I would bring that commander out and then I'm gaining all that life. So I feel like it would be kind of be the same thing with these cards. You're holding them in reserve until the right moment. And I know a lot of players have a hard time with what is that right moment. For me, the right moment is, am I going to remove a player? Am I going to be able to destroy some significant threats? Because again, it's the same thing. If I've got a creature problem, I can't get to them. If I can all of a sudden flip my creatures to being five, five, five fives instead of two fives, I might be able to, you know, bluff somebody into blocking with their creatures. So I feel like those would be a good add just to make the deck, give the deck more punch. Um, There were some other ideas that you and I floated. Um, (laughs) One that you kind of shot me down on was Return of the Wild Speaker because it's only non-humans. Yeah. Return of the Wild Speaker, I don't think did what we, what the deck wanted to do. Uh, Cause it is non-humans. A lot of the tokens you produce, especially the soldiers, uh, the tokens, you know, they, they come out as humans and you just don't get that value out of it. I also know that we had some graveyard recursion in the deck. I, I believe it was, you know, a pretty expensive card, Agadim's Awakening that I don't think I saw you play at all. It just, I, I don't know that there are cheap enough, you know, creatures to get out from the graveyard. So the only graveyard recursion I ever used um, was on that land that you could tap sack and pull two thing, pull something out of your right. graveyard. Um, it, it's a random though, but that was the only recursion that I ever ever utilized. So Agonim's Awakening maybe not the <laughs> the best card in the deck. Um, so it would be a slot that you could you could slide out for something that the deck could use a little bit more of card draw. Um, okay, Sylvan Library if you own it. Commander Green made it semi-affordable because you're gaining so much life with this deck. Sylvan Library, it's not going to hurt you. You could also look at, I think that there's that that little Sylvan Library combo with what what is it, natural abundance, where you can kind of, maybe that's something that that can be looked at. Can those recursion cards come out in favor of the toughness matters, or maybe we need to look at a little more draw there. Overall, though, this I think the deck performs really well. It performed well off the bat. One caveat with this is is that I was only able to play this deck within our pod, so only against about five other players, as opposed to our standard uh, try to get a game or two in at our local game shop. There wasn't as big of a variety of decks that it was played against. So a lot of these, a lot of the games that I was able to play with this deck became marathon games, and that's why I really wanted to look at a way to increase the punch. So that was that was the real push towards tinkering into this toughness matters, giving this extra bit of heft to this deck. Well, and that's an interesting way to look at it because when you mention the being patient, that does mean longer games, right? It means you're not on turn three or four, probably doing a whole lot, given that one commander does cost three and the other one costs five. So to get that full synergy, you're waiting to at least turn five and that's only if you have multiple tokens on the board and if there's really not a board state to go. So it might be even more like six or seven that you're finally trying to actually get a few pieces out. And depending on what the rest of the board is doing, you're right, that could be a long game. Did you find, you know, you mentioned card draw, kind of pulling that out. Did you find that 
it was kind of weak in that area or Sylvan Library just so much value with life gain that it's just almost free cards at that point? <laughs> right. So I only ran dry maybe two times, but again, these were really long games. Right. But I wasn't able to really cycle through the deck. So it kind of became a point of, all right, I have one card in hand praying for something. I had 125 life and I was sitting there every time I drew a card, please God be the Aetherflux Reservoir. Please be the, you know. Right. So I, I just didn't have a way to to thin my deck and dig down for that answer in a lot of games. Yeah, and something we don't do in our pods is play a lot of uh, fetches or tutors for outside of, of ramp, right? It's, you know, we people have a few here and there, but we try not to be combo weak. That is one of the ways just to, how do you up the power level of a deck? Just put a bunch of tutors in, right? Put right. the expensive lens in. You, you can do some of those things. Our play group tends not to do that. So maybe a tutor or two for artifacts. I know with white definitely could be an option in there. I don't know if that'd be worth it or not, but you know that's almost equivalent to card draw at that point. If you can get to those winning pieces, I will say, I don't think Aetherflux Reservoir would necessarily be a combo piece so much as a finisher. Because right. it is one player, it is 50 life, but if you're sitting at 80, you know, you said 125 life, you could just nuke two players or even just that one pesky one with the propaganda, just take them out. <laughs> I guess you're I guess you're right. Playing long games does require more patience. But you also don't want to be the first player out. Right. Because so. then you're just hanging around doing nothing. Um it's right. I, yeah, I remember that five hour game we had with with this deck on the table and you know, six or seven board wipes. And the deck rebuilt every single time, but you couldn't finish the game. And right. you did rely on everybody else to kind of help with that. And as each player kind of peeled off, the chances of finishing just went kind of down and down, I guess. Right. And it just, it just the, the whole game, that game as well as another game just kind of ground. I mean, it basically became that, uh, that classic, you know, football analogy, the game of inches. It was, right. you were slowly grinding your way down the field. You know, this deck is going to win in a long grind. It, every, it came back every turn. Every board wipe, it came back. And I, I like the changes you're making here. The the target removal for artifacts, enchantments, maybe even a few creatures helps get those spot issues out of the way. Toughness matters will just smack somebody because they won't see it coming or they will and it'll be big. It'll be a lot and it'll be big. And then card draw with some protection and kind of just get rid of the graveyard stuff. I know green and black is, you know, let's do graveyard. That's not what this deck wants to do. This deck wants to keep going wide, get more cards in hand, go wide again, get more cards in hand, go wide again. And it seemed to do that. Just, I like those finishers you put in. I think that's going to be a, a great way to finish this deck. Absolutely. And, you know, hopefully you'll get another game or two in with it before you break it down. Um, so right. yeah, that, I guess that's our, that's our next thing. Are we going to keep this? Or are we going to you know, add to it, or are we going to, to break it down? Right. And I believe we said it is keep, invest, or scrap. So there you go. Where do you sit on it? This deck wore me out. So I, my vote is scrap it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you in. I, I've already scrapped it. Um, it was, <laughs> I do have a couple of other token decks and, you know, we'll get with Strixhaven here in about, a, about 30 seconds or so probably, but Strixhaven has a lot of token commanders and what I, I don't like having multiple decks that do the same thing because it just stretches your resources a little thin if you have multiple token decks. So this one came apart pretty closely after you gave it to me, partially because it 
does win and it just takes a long time to win. And I don't think that's my play style. Sounds like it's not yours either. No, I like to do damage and I like big stompy creatures. <laughs> right, exactly. That, that is absolutely not quite what this deck does. Well, awesome. So it sounds like this one's going to be scrapped. It was fun while it lasted. Could probably be tweaked to be maybe even a little bit busted at times. But looking forward to Strixhaven and even the new Commander 21, which is all Strixhaven based, what are you looking forward to the most? I'm getting to say Witherbloom. Witherbloom. <laughs> um, I, you know, I've kind of fallen into this whole uh, green-black trap lately, so I'm enjoying that. Looking at the different colleges, I, I think it's just been kind of a, a, a fun thing for Wizards to do. They've uh, put some really funny stuff on their website, kind of poking fun at their own things. So I think it's going to be a fun set. There are so many new cards that are interesting, and there's Definitely. some new mechanics that are going to be a lot of fun. Um, the idea that a card is warded, that it costs more mana to to cast against a commander, that's just mind-blowing. You know, that idea, then the, uh, what is it, Magecraft. I mean, there's just so many new fun things. Yeah, two, two of the decks I built are actually kind of in anticipation of Strixhaven coming out. One of them is a, a Spells Matter, so Spell Slingers deck, Instant Sorceries, kind of with the idea that when... When Magecraft cards get into my hand, I can pop them in there. And the other one is uh, the the token deck. Um, that's one because the one of the new uh, commanders in the C21 set is going to be a Tokens Matters commander. And that one is one that I'm really looking forward to. But really, Boros, I mean, sorry, Lorehold, I mean, yeah, whatever it's called. <laughs> I, don't, don't get me started on these names. I'm frustrated that we, we had names for color pairings and now we have more names and Ikoria added more names, but anyways, Lorehold, so white and red, that is what I pre-ordered for my pre-release kit because a lot of those cards look really cool, and I have yet to find a Boros card to build a deck around. I have not found a Boros commander that I really enjoy, and I'm looking forward to some of these ones because white and red are my favorite colors. It sounds like you know green and black are kind of where you're leaning this time around. I don't know. I'm buying the Lorehold uh, commander deck, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I recall, I think you're buying three three pre-release kits and probably a few commander decks. I usually buy every commander product. I don't know if I'm going to this time or not, but it's tempting. I think I might. Yeah, I I listened to a breakdown of the Prismari one, which I was kind of excited because the I, I, red blue that whole spell casting thing is kind of fun, but I just it just didn't sit well with me. So I'm gonna keep looking. Cool. So yeah, Strixhaven sounds fun. I know we're both going to be cracking some packs this weekend. So with that, uh, how can everybody get in contact with you, Russ? I'm on Twitter at Virus25. It's V-Y-R-U-S-S 25. And I am at Nag83 on Twitter. You can find Russ and I at MTG Bill Tinker on Twitter or email us at mtgbuildandtinker at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week with the next theme of our commander sets. Have a good one, guys.